0: Kent Online News,
1: news you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. Lucy Hickmott.
0: It's Thursday, the twentieth of June. Coming up, report blames dysfunctional housing market for rise in homelessness.
2: We are in crisis when it comes uh, to housing in this country, and we need, you know, to have a clear, you know, just three recommendations that clearly set out, you know, things that the government could do.
0: Artwork created by refugees on. Display in Kent.
3: They draw the picture of through my heart, through my like everything in my mind. can say I'm really happy every day.
0: And Kent's Fire and Rescue
4: Service rated among the best in the country. The services we, we now provide to people are better than they even were 10 years ago, despite the fact we've had to make some really difficult obviously austerity cuts. Kent
0: Online News. First today, a dysfunctional housing market and inadequate welfare regime is being blamed for a dramatic rise in homelessness. A report which has taken a year to put together says rough sleeping is just the tip of the iceberg and much more needs to be done to tackle the issue. It's calling for sustainable and affordable housing along with more mental health support and addiction services. Councillor Peter Fleming, who's the leader of Sevenoaks District Council, is co-chair of the commission who carried out the study.
2: The government needs to commit itself to a coherent, combined housing and homelessness strategy, linking the building of homes and the conquering of homelessness uh, together with sustainable funding for local authorities to put in those preventative programs that are so important uh, in place and it has to have a commitment that goes beyond the 2020 di- deadline um, which is the bit that covers current council funding and that's always really difficult for governments to do
0: and um, the report is also seems to be quite critical of um the current welfare system, particularly universal credit. Is that one of the things that was raised quite regularly as you were doing this investigation?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. So universal credit, the basic principle of it, I don't think anybody disagrees with, which is that you should be always be better uh, in work uh, than out of work. I think the issue is, and this was pointed out to government, uh, you know, hugely before uh, the introduction of universal credit, which is the rolling in of housing benefit into this credit which was the one part of the benefit system that sat with local authorities and there's a reason why it sat with local authorities and that was that the government had given it to local authorities because it was too complicated for the government to deal with, they gave it to local authorities, they then decided to roll into universal credit and it has had an enormous effect because those housing costs, the the bit that's covered by housing benefit is now part of a single payment and of course if somebody gets behind on their rent or anything like that then you know the opportunity for us to intervene has gone because we're no longer part of that benefits uh, process but also for people who are potentially uh, 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 weekly paid at the moment you know on all of those sorts this comes as a lump sum of money uh, monthly so for budgeting purposes it makes it a lot harder for people that are on lower pay uh, to make those those budgeting decisions because actually it's all rolled up into one uh, single payment so you know those were said right at the beginning and it's come to pass that 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 has become uh, a significant issue with the rollout of universal credit and
0: these people who are struggling they're not necessarily the people that we see sleeping in shop doorways on the high streets around Kent but very often could be things like sofa surfing or in B&Bs and things like that so it really is quite a hidden problem Is is that what you found during the time of putting this report together?
2: Look, one of the reasons for doing this this commission and, and having the commission was to highlight the fact that although the government and, and, and successive governments um, have focused on street homelessness, actually that is a very, very, very small part of the overall homelessness uh, picture in this country because once you start to include people that are in unsatisfactory temporary accommodation if you include those people who are, like you say, so for surfing, or, or, or of no, you know, fixed home, you know, going from a short-term tenancy to another short-term tenancy to another short-term tenancy, they may not be on the street, but they are, you know, they are not. They do not have a permanent home um, or, or, or place uh, that they can call home. And actually, you know, that is the massive hidden crisis in, in housing uh, in this country. Kent Online reports.
0: A German schoolboy who's been left in a coma following what some fear was a racist attack in Canterbury. is said to be improving in hospital. 17-year-old Daniel Ezzedine, who's of Lebanese descent, suffered horrific injuries after being assaulted in Rose. Two weeks ago, his family say he was initially given a 30% chance of survival, but his condition is now getting better. So far, six teenagers and a man have been arrested over the attack, but no one's been charged. An officer at Maidstone Prison who started a relationship with an inmate has avoided being jailed. A court heard Chelsea Scott had used a previous name of Kendall Love to hide another relationship during her training. The 39-year-old from Ashford. Is been given a suspended sentence and told to carry out 200 hours of unpaid work. The number of refugees escaping war, persecution and conflict has reached the highest number ever recorded by the United Nations. Globally nearly 37,000 people are being forced from their homes every day. The figures have been released on World Refugee Day, which is also being marked here in Kent. Artwork created by asylum seeking children's gone on display at galleries in the county. The exhibition was launched at the Turner Contemporary in Margate this week and it's now at Deal Library. Phil's been finding out more from Nick Crick who's in charge of dealing with young unaccompanied asylum seekers in the county.
1: So we're see, here to see um, artwork by unaccompanied asylum-seeking children to celebrate Refugee Week, uh, to promote their um, uh,
5: their abilities, their skills uh, and also highlight some of the experiences that they've had. And what are you basically aiming to show people here today? Is it the stories of refugees that sometimes maybe are ignored or forgotten? Well, as part of Refugee Week, we want to promote their experiences, uh,
1: uh, obviously share their stories, but also give them the platform to celebrate the work they've done. But also as corporate parents, as Kent County Council, we want to just um, celebrate the welfare uh, and well-being
5: um, of their uh, experiences. You say you want to promote, give them a platform, really. Why is it so important to give these people that, that real platform to express their experiences? I think the main reason
1: for me, or for us, really, is as corporate parents, we want to celebrate the experiences um, for all children and understand that these are children, young people that we have uh, corporate responsibility for. So we look after them in Kent, and therefore, like all children, we want to promote their well-being uh, and promote what they're good at and to highlight their skills. Um, also, at the same
5: time, share experiences to the wider community and raise awareness. Of course, you've touched on that, It's Refugee Week this week. Um, you know how nice is it to have a week to really recognise that you know a real humanitarian crisis that even today is is still going on? Yeah, I think it's fantastic for this country to recognise
1: uh, refugees in such a way. I mean, it's a national celebratory event. There's lots of things going on around the country, not just in Kent, but obviously from our perspective, we have so many young people because obviously we manage the coastal area. um, We have major ports. um, So it's fantastic that we can um, take the opportunity just to reflect um, on a humanitarian ground, but also just reflect on the fact that these
5: are children and young people who um, we have a duty to care for. And just finally, it's, you know, quite a heavy question, but do you feel that in this country, you know, refugees are sometimes maybe not looked upon too favourably, they sort of come over and there's maybe an attitude in modern England that they may maybe not that welcome here. Do you think that, you know, weeks and exhibitions like this really do help to maybe change those people's minds? I would hope so, but first and foremost, I'm a social worker, so my responsibility is to care for children, young people who are vulnerable.
1: Um, the circumstances that happen worldwide, um, we can't control. What we can do is make sure we give them good quality care uh, and look after them and give them the opportunities to thrive drive, it is for the Home Office, for the government, um, for councillors and for the law to look at what's going on around the country and around the world.
0: Grimahlam Kasser, who's originally from Eritrea, has
3: six of his pieces on display.
5: How does it feel to have your work here and recognised?
3: It just, yeah, it feels really good but I feel every day I'm really good without even the people didn't see because I drew the picture of through my heart through my like everything in my mind so it just every every day feel like really really you know just say i'm really happy every day even now it's just more 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 happy yeah.
5: and what kind of an outlet does does you know being able to paint your pieces and, and really tell your story what sort of an outlet does that give to you is it nice to you know to be able to does it you know make things a little bit nicer to be able just to be able to you know put it down on, on paintings and other people can enjoy it is that
3: yeah yeah just uh, as like we have a life and you won't show the life you have it's just you won't share with you like related people like relationship or with whatever you have you want to share that life you have yeah all i have i share with art peace, and that is go to people like today is i share with everyone else so yeah and as
5: well do you do you think that the um, maybe the stories of a lot of refugees aren't maybe heard enough do you think them a lot of them maybe are forgotten
3: a uh, lot of them have been forgotten. Just you can see, you know, some of them. But some of them, like me, they may be hiding. They may have like no one see them. But they still on the track. They still doing it. They what they are in the minds, also, what they are in the scene. These people need to find out like where are they? You know. but maybe some people have been hiding. Some people have been forgetting. But some people didn't still doing better than I do. Uh, some, yeah.
5: But now, just a case of um, sharing your story now as much as possible. Maybe getting into London, into you know other parts of the, of the country. Just really sharing your experience.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's just good. Like uh, sharing my experience in here. I just I don't have any teacher. I didn't have, when I do this, I I didn't have anyone else except my foster care. bought all the canvas and bring into my room and support me like say, whoa, this is really good picture. This is really nice. Except that I didn't have anyone to share like, oh, you do this, you do this. I didn't have no one to say that. So, but for this, anyone seen my picture, they could do it. They just need to like, you know little bit stand up for it and just do what they really seen it and love it or when to do it.
0: From next month the exhibition will go on a tour of public libraries.
3: Kent Online News
0: After torrential rain and lightning earlier this week forecasters are warning of more bad weather on the way they've issued a yellow weather warning for thunderstorms from Sunday afternoon and throughout Monday it looks like it'll be followed by a mini heatwave though with highs of up to 32 degrees on Wednesday Now in the first review of its kind Kent's Fire and Rescue Service has been rated good by inspectors. It means they're one of the best in the country of those assessed so far as part of a programme to inspect all 45 fire services in England. Inspectors visited in January and looked at things like how they respond to fires and other emergencies and how well the service looks after its staff. Christina's been chatting to the chief exec of Kent Fire and Rescue, Anne Millington.
4: We're all absolutely delighted. Uh, We knew that we were really good service so to be rated as one of the top performing services in the country it is obviously very satisfying uh, and I think more what it is, it is is a celebration of what our staff do every single day for the people of Kent. So what were
6: the, um, the key points that you, know, you feel really proud of, that really
4: stood out to you? I, I think we've been through, t- through 10 years of, of some really difficult change. There's been a real transformation in, in how we provide our services uh, and the fact that the, the staff have, have coped so well with that, they've delivered many of the ideas, they've handled that change so positively. And the services we, we now provide to people are better than they even were 10 years ago despite the fact we've had to make some really difficult obviously austerity cuts so, so i'm so proud of our, of our people and i'm very proud of the services that, that we do deliver to, to the people of kent so
6: this was sort of the first real inspection yeah. um, at the fire uh,
4: service why do you think they're, they're so important well if you think about it there's 50 services across the uk northern ireland scotland wales obviously and 45 in england And it's important to understand how you benchmark across all of those services to make sure that you're doing the very best to learn from each other, to look at different innovations um, and to make sure in the sense that some of the things that we're doing become standardised. Because one of the things that the inspection has raised is that there are different practices for different people and then what, what is best, what does good look like. So this was the very first time that we've been inspected for a very long time and it's, it's creating not just an individual mark for everybody, but raising some really important national questions that, that we need to look at. So it's really important.
6: So um, one of the things um, that was sort of raised in terms of your independent inspection was um, that, that there was a failure or failing to meet targets for protection work, such as audits yes. and control. So obviously you've got that feedback. How, are you, how do you feel about that and what are you going to do to kind of
4: Uh, Well, it literally caught us at at the moment when a number of people had retired and we were in the middle of recruitment for new people, so actually we're back right on target, but we just had one of those those blips. It's very important, obviously, and people will recognise since Grenville that that we're out there working with buildings and and building safety and working with all the building owners to make sure that they're, they're doing things very safely. We do that very well but literally in the moment when they inspected, which was in January, we were in, we were in the middle of that bid, so we'd slightly fallen behind on our targets, we're absolutely back up there. But it's vitally important that we maintain that, so we're in the middle of, of looking at some new ways to do that auditing, including technology.
6: Um, so yeah, in terms of recruitment, um, that was another point that um, I wanted to raise. It was just um, that they said, you know, the workforce didn't reflect the wider society in the amount of the black and ethnic minority and Asian people um, as
4: well as um, women, women. Indeed. so
6: um, how are you going to kind of combat that?
4: We do so much work in the community try, trying to persuade people that this is a job for everybody, I think the very traditional stereotypical image is of a white male, all the imaging has been white male in the past, so people don't think about us, even when they're leaving school they don't think about fire, so we're doing lots and lots of work in our community and this is a great opportunity, and, and thank you for it, to say please think of us as, as an opportunity to come and work. Um, All of our, from middle manager and senior manager, it's actually half and half. We've got male and female, so it's a great representation there. But in terms of our firefighters, people still don't think of it as a job for them, and it absolutely is. It doesn't require massive strength or being 6 foot 10 or anything else. It just requires people who've got really great people skills, good problem solving, and they want to do that kind of work in the community. So it's open to everybody. It's just that lag in getting people used to the idea they can be a firefighter.
6: So obviously you've got a good overall rating, you know, the comments from, uh, from it were, were really sort of positive overall. What are you going to do, you know, for the next inspection, however far away that might be, to get to that next
4: level? Um, well, one of the things that will have to happen, in order to get the outstanding, we recognise that no deed nationally would get an outstanding this time round, because of these variances in how different services work. So we're all working nationally to make sure that we've got standards that can be inspected against, so, so that's a, a kind of particular issue. As far as Kent is concerned, we've always been on the front foot of innovation. We're always looking to see how we can improve services. When we go out this year, we have a safety plan, as we call it every year, where we go to public consultation. This year, we'll very much be wanting to talk to different communities about what can we do to look after them specifically. Different communities need different things. If you have dementia, you can see my dementia friend badge here. Um, If you have dementia, you have different needs from somebody who's a young family. So we're wanting to make sure that we understand everybody's needs. So we are always going to be making sure that we get better and better, even without inspection. It's just important that that we do that as a service. We're very good at it.
1: Kent Online Sport.
4: Football and Gillingham will get the new
0: season underway with a trip to Doncaster Rovers. The League One fixtures have been released this morning with the Jills' first game on Saturday, the 3rd of August. They'll welcome Burton Albion to Priestfield the following weekend. And finally, today, a kitten's been freed by vets. gillingham after getting her head stuck in a plastic toy in our story online you can see a picture of the five-week-old cat looking thoroughly fed up with the ordeal vets who rescued her also discovered she was dangerously anemic and treated her for that as well that's it for now but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day
1: news you can trust this is the kent online podcast